Don't move, Phoenix. You're under arrest. <laughs> arrest? Shit. And you're trespassing. Where are the passengers? Ah, uh, yes, the passengers. But there are... you. Passengers are gone. <laughs> See, I, I told the city, I said, look, nobody comes down here. Postmen figured it out. Policemen figured it out. But the goddamn bus drivers just wouldn't listen. Last time, Phoenix, where are the hostages? To hell with the hostages. This is between you and me. Yeah. What? What? What you got, soldier boy? Do something. Go ahead. <laughs> you up to your ass in gasoline. <laughs> Set your ass on fire. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmastunas. How's everybody doing today? Doing great, guys. Welcome back to another episode. Can you believe it? Two episodes, same month, just like we promised. And with me today is a very special guest, good old Jameson, very good rabbit. How you doing today, sir? I'm a very special guest. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, you're not really a special guest. I mean, you are the ghost co-host. I mean, that's what's listed on your Facebook profile. So This you know, is true. This is true. It's all good. So how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, oddly, uh, you know, been been sick as I think most of the uh, most of the country has been sick on and off for the last month. It seems like everyone I talk to has had this going through. But I have been uh, completely deaf in my left ear now for 13 days, Ooh. which is weird. So like I'm sitting here with my headphones on talking to you, and I can't hear a word you're saying in my left ear. So strange. You got sick the same week I took off work. I took off nine days because I just I had to get away from my job. And it's the first time I've ever taken a vacation in February. Mm-hmm. Usually I do it in like June, July. And we try to see, hey, is James going to be around? Sure. You know, we can get together. But what, it's been like, what, two, three years now since mm-hmm. we've gotten together? <laughs> yeah. It's been, been a little while. But we got to hopefully redeem that this summer. That'd be sweet. It would be. But, but that sucks, man. You uh, go to the doctor for that? I did. They said there's nothing we can do. So hopefully I regain my hearing at some point. So Fonda comes down with the coronavirus on the last episode <laughs> and it spread to you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what happened. It, it, right, gotcha. it went right into my headphones and into my Oof. ear. Wow. So the year-end episode, man, talk about epicness. That took me 12 hours to edit, dude. I don't doubt it. Ridiculous. I think, and you like responded to me. I was like, how the hell did you finish it so fast? You're like, oh, dude, uh, I just fast forward just to the music. <laughs> yeah, I'm not listening to our conversations again. Right. But <laughs> I got to give props to our boy, Time Traveling Peter, because I gave a challenge. Whoever could finish the episode first gets major props. He put it at 1.5 I was going to say, he had to have. Yeah, and he finished it in two and a half hours. Oh so that was pretty amazing. So congratulations, sir. You're epic. That's awesome. <laughs> so today we are together for the episode that was promised two, three, four years ago. I can't it's remember at this time. point. Yeah. Finally, we're doing Demolition Man. The reason Tabby's not here is two reasons. One, Jameson and I are the ones that made this promise so we might as well keep it og and then she didn't finish the movie she fell There's asleep that too. <laughs> yeah so it's kind of hard to re- review a movie when you've only seen half of it so and uh yeah before we roll in because we're kind of limited on time i don't want to spend too much but 
Uh, we're just going to talk about one subject in the news. So let's get into some quick news. Yo, back up now and give a brother room. The fuse is lit and I'm about to go boom. Mercy, mercy, mercy me. Oh, my life was a cage, but on stage I'm free. Hyped up, psyched up, ready for wildin'. Standing in a crowd of girls like an island. I see the one I wanna sit. Come here, cutie. I flip her around and then I work that booty. booty. Work the body, work, work the body. Slow down, girl, you're about to hurt somebody. Hold up, yo, let's get just one thing clear. There's only one reason why I came here. You women don't want me to give it a give it tell you what's up. Alright, sir. So the only thing I want to talk about is, as you know, I am the Batman fan. Probably the biggest you know. Mm. I at least hope so. I hope I have that reputation. I know some people. Yeah. So I have nothing against Robert Pattinson being Batman, okay? Because I've learned my lesson. You never judge until you see the performance, right? I did that, you know, I've learned that lesson. So when it was the casting, like, I just, I'll see it in action. I got no judgments. He's a good actor, all that good stuff. But everything coming out of this movie, I absolutely hate this suit. I think it's just trash looking. I can, I, a cosplayer can make a better suit than this. Everything is coming out of this is just my, my, my disappointment level is, is through the roof. And uh, I'm, I don't know, man. I, I haven't got your thoughts on this, but, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the suit so far that we've uh, been... Yeah, so we got some leaked images of it and a little video so far of it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's not a great-looking suit. Um, I, I do have to caution with, you know, we never know when you see leaked photos or even photos that the studio themselves leak out whatever however they get out you have to try and find context like where in this is this uh, a suit that is very early on and then he you know i mean if we're watching the first spider-man movie and you're like hey here's the spider-man suit and he's in his you know red hoodie like wait a minute this is the spider suit this is the images we're releasing this looks horrible so i if this is the legit suit that we're getting through this entire movie and everything that we're seeing is is the bat suit, I'm not super thrilled with it. Uh I I still have I still am excited to see Robert Pattinson in this role though. Like I dig yeah. him in this role. I think he could be great. I don't I'm I am trying in 2020, I am really making a focused effort to not be so negative before I see something. Sure. It's, it's something that I'm, I'm trying to work on. Um, and so I, I'm afraid of things getting just bashed long before they ever come out. And they're dead in the water before they come out, you know, because fans have already made their opinions eight months ahead of time. So I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. As far as the, the just the, the aesthetics of that suit, though, it's not good. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't look good. 
Yeah, that that's a great goal to have. I'm the same way. I'm not I'm not going online bashing or anything. All I said is is when you post it is like I wanted to save this for the episode, but I hate this suit. I really haven't gone much into it. It's just, you know What don't you like specifically about the suit? The cow, I think, yeah. is the thing I can't stand because it's like the the bot I'm fine if the symbol's supposed to be like the the gun. That that's kind of a cool concept. That's something original. And you know, people comparing it to the Arkham Knight suit are stupid because it looks nothing like the Arkham Knight suit. That is that suit is phenomenal and that's obviously from the Arkham games, but that suit is just fantastic. The cowl it basically looks like Adam West on crack uh with the way that it's put together True. and like with the I don't know, man. I I've been seeing a lot online too uh, of people, some of whom are kind of in the know, questioning whether this is going to be the Batman that actually actually carries a gun, a Batman that shoots a gun. Is this the Batman we're getting in in this universe? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There's well, just, there's some things that have been leaked. You know, I want to put it this way. I'm hoping that my negativity will be positive when I get done with it. I remember when the first Man of Steel trailer hit, Jason was all about love, love, A++++. And I said, I think this is the biggest piece of crap I've ever seen. I gave it like an F-. And I ended up being the one that loved that movie more than anybody else. And everybody else had their problems with it. So I'm hoping it's going to be along the same concept of I hate everything in the beginning until I watch the film. And things change. But... You know, I'm going to be like you. I'm just going to wait and see, be optimistic. I just, I need to see stuff in action. I mean, so. we are like 15 months out from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little early. On, on a side note, though, I'm very happy Bad Boys 3 is is uh, as successful as it is. Just because I know Bad Boys 2 left a lot of bad taste in people's mouth. And I'm just glad it kind of, uh, just kind of, you know, I don't know. It's just. I'm happy to see it's so successful, especially just the legs it keeps going. And uh, it's just nice. Whether you, you know, I know you you thought it was cool. You didn't love it. You didn't hate it. You thought it was better than part two. Uh, but I'm glad that it was as successful as it is. And maybe we'll set the trend for, you know, for other franchises on how to do things right. And, you know, tell a real story, you know. And I think when I hear Lethal Weapon 5, I'm like, oh, I don't know. But I'm like, well, Bad Boys 3 did it. So who knows? These guys are going to be 72 years old out there. How can they even be cops anymore? I know, right? Ridiculous. It. Well, that's it, guys, for news. Uh, you've waited long enough, so let's roll into our review of Demolition Man. At the end of a century, ravaged by violence, a society of perfect order will arise. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons. The prisoners are ice cubes. Their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep. Aggression and deviant behavior will be totally eliminated. He's a criminal the likes of which you have never seen. In a bad time, he was the worst. I'm gonna love running this place. But in the year 2032... This morning, Simon Phoenix escaped from this cryo facility. And we are, quite frankly, not equipped to deal with the situation. Amidst a world of peace and calm. We're police officers. 
We're not trained for this kind of violence. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man, John Spartan. You mean the demolition man? The conditions of your parole are full reinstatement into the SAPD and immediate assignment to the apprehension of Simon Phoenix. Two mortal enemies. Just dropped in to say hi. From another time. Pass is over, John. Time for something new and improved. Oh, hell. Will be unleashed on a future that isn't big enough for the both of them. Sylvester Stallone. Wesley Snipes. Demolition Man. So, sir, Demolition Man. I'll tell you, man, this is uh, when I think of, okay, if we're taking Rocky out of the picture here, okay? Mm -hmm. If I'm just talking like my top Sylvester Stallone movies, like single films that like... I think of that I want to watch. It's always Tangle and Cash, Demolition Man. It's like those Demolition Man is always going to be in the top three. You know, when I think of that, you know, because Rocky just takes forever to get through, you know, but like single films, you're just like, uh, I want to watch this Sylvester Stallone film. Like if I want to watch an Arnold film, first one I'm going to think of is Commando. And for me, Demolition Man is definitely up there with my Sylvester movies of like, yeah, top two, top three of like, if I want to watch one, this is the one I'm going to throw on. Um, I got some crazy history with this, but uh, starting with you, sir, what's your history with Demolition Man? Excuse me. I love this movie. I mean, I'll bury the lead, but uh, so Stallone is like, he's my action guy. You know, in, in the 80s, we had to choose. It felt like he had to choose between... Arnold and Sly, and I've always been Sly. He just—he's—he's he's my guy. I think he's the better actor, and I think he's—he's just—I don't know. There's something about him, probably because I discovered him with Rambo early on. I was like, oh, this guy's cool. And yeah, he—he he is the better actor. Um, when you compare acting chops between him and Arnold, Arnold makes the more fun action-packed movies for me. That's why he's my action guy. But I agree a hundred percent. Sly is the true actor. I mean. Just look at Rocky, you know, and he's a writer and well, stuff, and I but think, you're right. I think, like, uh, you know, there's, I think his career has held up better, like, as far as longevity-wise. Part of yeah. it is, of course, Arnold, you know, went into politics and disappeared from movies for a while. But I think, uh, I think Stallone's, like, run of movies in the 90s of, like, just crazy action flicks was, was, is underrated. And Demolition Man, man, I mean, like, if you take, there's a couple of Rocky movies, there's a Rambo movie, the first Rambo movie. Like that are at the top of the list for me for Stallone movies, but then is Demolition Man, like it's it's the most fun and and I think it holds up really well, especially when you watch it and you're looking at the cast of people and it's like wow, look at all these young future actors that they got a hold of in this movie. Yeah, I love it, man. It's it's a it's a ton of fun. Um, it's one of those movies that I remember getting on VHS uh, through nefarious means. It's a it's a film that I rented from my local. Uh, I I probably should have done this a blockbuster, but instead I did it to my local mom and pop video store, and then told them that I lost it. Right, and uh, and like went in there with the big sad face of like, oh, you're gonna charge me for it? Like I lost it. Blah, blah, blah. They said okay. We're not going to make you pay for it. If you do find it, bring it in anytime you want. I was like, okay, sure will. <laughs> Horrible young youth. So that's how I and acquired it. And you kept it. it. Yeah, of course. Because awesome. I'm, I'm a hooligan. Hell yeah. 
So, yeah, my I have vivid memories of this. I remember uh, renting this and, and taking it back to my best friend's house. And we just sat there like the big the just the beginning of this movie. The way it opens up is just crazy. And I remember thinking to myself, boy, Sly is speaking very clearly in this film, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember distinctly when that little when they're interviewing that little girl and she's like, F you, lady, and just dying laughing with my friend and giving high fives of like, <laughs> this movie is great. Like, right off the bat, Wesley Snipes is, for me, he makes this movie oh, because yeah. he is so charismatic. I mean, I still to this day say, set your ass on fire. <laughs> I still say that, like, as much as I can, just because. You know, he's if Wesley Snipes wasn't in this movie, I don't think I would love it nearly as much as I do. But these two together, it's a shame that the the next time they got together, they had to be 80 years old in Expendables 3. That that's that's the real crime of this film is that. It really is. But uh yeah, this is 1993, man. This movie came out and uh Marco Brambilla direct Tutorial debut, and I'll tell you for the tour, you know, for a debut in directing, I think he did a pretty damn good job. Yeah, he did. I mean, it, it's it's. I love the production design of this movie. And when we get into the future, and like the weird choices that they make in like how the place looks, what everybody's wearing, all these things, and like. Some of the sets that they have, especially towards the end, like, I dig it. I think it looks really cool. I mean, it's always cheesy to do a futuristic movie, especially, you know, uh, when technology is already dated. You know, you're like, oh, man, we're going to have things where, like, cars drive themselves in the future. Like, well, okay, we're, we're there already. Uh, right. But, <laughs> but, you know, certain things. But I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. And, man, you talk about Wesley. I mean, the run he was on at this time, like, this is, like, peak Wesley Snipes for me. Like, you had New Jack City in 91, White Man Can't Jump in 92, <sighs> and then Demolition Man in 93. Like, this is good stuff. And I think he was, like, perfect casting for this because yeah. he is so charismatic and he is so fun. And he's maniacal. Like, this, you know, Simon Phoenix is a maniac and he plays it really well. <laughs> oh, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I just immediately think of in the beginning when he gets captured, he's like, no, wrong again. I'll see you. I'll see you, sweetie, sugar. <laughs> it, 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 oh, he's just he's so you're right. He's so crazy evil, but he's so lovable. Yeah, he's he's fun. He's a great he's a great choice to play this role because. He's not just like a despicable bad guy. He's so charismatic. He's got such a great look, the blonde hair, the everything, and the 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 the, the way he keeps adding to his outfit. Yeah, you know, first he's just wearing eyes. like bibs, and then next thing you know, he's got this crazy jacket, and he's like <laughs> he's building himself up. And the way and just his his line delivery, you know, it's classic Wesley Snipes. It's basically pulling his character out of white man can't jump and putting him as a criminal. He's just constantly talking trash to the entire movie. There's nobody else in the scene with him. And he's just talking trash to whatever's around him. Right. It's great. He's awesome. And, the, and I mean, just the names, Simon Phoenix and John Spartan, like, you know, like these are, these are classic good guy, bad guy names. I love it. Yeah. It's funny. You bring up white man can't jump. Uh, I, you know, was able to find it. I've, 
taken it's taken forever for me to find it but i finally got my hands on it and i haven't seen it in like god 19 years mm -hmm. maybe and i told tavi you know because we had just recently played basketball and we had a really good time i said i'm going to show you the best basketball movie there is and you're going to like it because your boy woody harrelson's in it you know from zombie land and dude, we had so much fun watching this. And I, I saw myself through her because she was doing the same thing I was doing at her age of yelling at Woody Harrelson every time he made a stupid bet. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? Are you stupid? And that was me yelling at the TV the same way. And I was like, wow, this movie still holds up, still has that connection. And Wesley Snipes. Why are you Snipes, so stupid? Yeah, why? <laughs> I can't stand Rosie Perez. But you know what? I think because I went in knowing that, I was able to handle her a little bit better. But that movie holds up so well. And it's because of Wesley. I mean, he steals that movie just like he kind of steals this movie. He is just, he's so fantastic. He is fantastic. I just, I love how this movie opens. Like, I love... You know, you show it's L.A., it's 1996, which, you know, was the very near future when this movie came out. Right. And you see, like, what a great intro, like, the Hollywood sign is on fire. Like, that's such a great way of showing, like, there's chaos in L.A. We show the Hollywood sign on fire, like, oh, no, what happened? And, you know, you have Stallone immediately, you know, get him as, like, the this elite commando who's chasing after Simon Phoenix. And and right away, you get, like, my favorite line of this movie, and they, they say it a couple of different times, is, you got to send a maniac to stop a maniac. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, oh, there's the tagline right there. You got to send a yep. maniac to catch a maniac. And I just, I think it's great. You know, the way he sets it up, it's very Joker-esque in how their first meeting and how Simon Phoenix sets up John Spartan to take the fall for all these innocent lives that he supposedly took trying to take Simon Phoenix down. Like, it's such a great maniacal way of doing things. Yeah, it, it's a great, you know, great way. You see his eyes are two different colors yep. and there are, he's already doing wisecracks and, you know, he he gets the blowtorch. He's like, come on, baby, set your ass on fire. Is it cold in here? Is it just me? <laughs> and then, I mean, so good. I remember that cryo freezing scene getting me every time, like getting, I remember feeling like that sense of claustrophobia when yeah. they put john spartan down into the into the liquid and you know seal him off and then drop in the freezing thing like oh i don't like that at all that's you know what an interesting way of sentencing people kind of like the old superman movies like we're gonna sentence you to be put on this piece of cellophane i guess and sent off into space like oh, we're gonna just freeze you in this block of ice for however long it's just a, it's a cool opening and all this happens like in the first like six minutes of the movie yeah, it, exactly. Because at that point, that's when you start getting the title card and you're just like, you know, I, the thing that I like about the futuristicness, if you will, of this movie is it's very subtle. It's not like in your face, like, you know, back to the future too, of like throwing the future, you know, all this and that. This is just very, everything's in the background. Everything is just, you know, I don't know. The best way to describe it is just subtle. It's that's what I really enjoy about it. It doesn't just say, hey, we think this is a futuristic movie. Here's what you're going to see in the future. It's just, no, here's a few things to, to put you well, in the futuristic world. But there you know. is, though. But I mean, the fact that this is like this utopian future, that's only 40, not even 40 years in the future. It's 2032. So it's about 36 years in the future from 
the opening of this movie and the fact that like you know we've we've made this utopian society where everything barbaric and everything anything that would uh cause any kind of pain or anything like that is has all been washed out and now we have this society where you're ticketed for swearing you can't do any of this you can't touch anyone taco bell is basically uh sponsors the entire world now um and everything has been like washed away it's interesting because i like man 36 years that's like a generation We've like erased everything and restarted society in this new form. And what gets me with that is every time I watch it is all of these people, all these cops, everyone, they act as though it was a hundred years ago. They keep referring to it as, oh, he's a 20th century man. Oh, the barbarianism of that time. They have museums to it. It's only 36 years ago. (laughs) It wasn't that long ago. Uh, And, and there's like the one cop, the one old cop who, when John Spartan is brought back, who's like, I was a young rookie when you, <laughs> when you were frozen, like now I'm an old man. I'm like, most of these people would be alive back then still like his, the police <laughs> chief, you know who I'm talking The police chief who used to who played yeah. the warden in Shawshank, right? That guy's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. despicable guy. Yeah. He's a jerk off. He talks as though. It's as though he has no idea of this of the this nineteen ninety six world that John Spartan and Simon Phoenix came from, and right. you guys are relics of a past. Blah blah blah. And it's like you're probably sixty, dude. <laughs> like you look like you're in your late fifties. You were around back then. Yeah, that that stuff kind of trips me up every time I watch this. Well, okay, here's here's what I I absolutely love about the movie is the comedy because the comedy is just so is is so balanced and the thing that totally sold me on this movie was the swearing of <laughs> you get a ticket every time you swear so this is what's crazy every time i rewatch it is because that is my absolute favorite thing in this movie and i die laughing every time it happens because it's there's just random swearing and you'll just hear it in the background. Mm-hmm. My only it's weird to say this, but my only true complaint of the film is my nitpick of it doesn't happen is 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 um all the time, consecu- right? Yeah, all the time. Yes, especially I when get you get into the happen- latter half of the movie. Yeah. Like the first half it hits you over the head. But there's certain I'm like, if you're outside, I get it. You're not going to get ticketed. But there were a couple of scenes where they were still inside and never got ticketed. I'm like, well, why didn't I hear the buzzer? Sandra Bullock's like, we're going to kick his ass or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Like, where's where's the buzzer? Exactly. And that's really as trivial as that is. It's just that's my favorite part of that is, is that it's just so good that when it doesn't happen, it really hits me over the head. Of like, yeah, that that was messed up, and it sucks. It doesn't happen, you know, a ton of times, but just the fact it's missed two or three times mm-hmm. is still, it's it's a nitpick, I know. And if that's the worst thing I can find in the film, hey, you know, that's awesome. But it's something that I truly love in the film, and when it, I just I wait, I wait impatiently for <laughs> somebody to swear so I could hear that. And when it doesn't happen, it it sucks. <laughs> I love, I think there's so many really fun characters in the movie. Of course, you know, we talk about Simon Phoenix. He's awesome. Um, Stallone's John Spartan is cool. You know, he's he's playing exactly how you'd expect Stallone to play. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's, not, exactly. he's not reaching too far. 
Right. But then you, you know, you have young Sandra Bullock. This was the movie that I remember uh, really uh, having a hard infatuation for Sandra Bullock yes. for the first time. Yep. Um, as the the young cop, who's it's a really cool dynamic to have her like obsessed with like nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties pop culture, a time before her time, and she's obsessed with everything that has to do with that. And and that, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and she's she, you and me. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> she knows her own podcast. Um, yeah, right. And I, I like. I really think she's cool as a character, and and kind of the conduit for John Spartan's character with the rest of the world. Um, Dennis Leary's character, right, as kind of the leader of this underground force of people who don't want to conform to society. I always was a big Dennis Leary fan back in the day. Still am, man. Yeah, he's great. And and so I think he's kind of fun. He's kind of underused in this movie, but he's fun. And you know, there's 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 some other characters that are kind of you know hit and miss in here, like uh, Benjamin Bratt. You know, he's he's got a weird turn halfway through, like partway through this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I didn't see that coming, but. Um, I, I, I like all, and then you have like little things like Rob Schneider is like the police secretary or whatever. And all these little characters that are in here. I, I, I like all these. And I, 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 one of the other things that I like when we bring everybody back is of course, you know, everyone kind of talks about it is the three seashells, right? Right. What, how does the three seashells work? You go to the bathroom. Hey, you're out of toilet paper. Kind of tying into what you were saying. One of my favorite moments is when Stallone's like, Hey, you're out of toilet paper. And Rob's <laughs> like laughing. Like, he doesn't know how to use the seashells. I'm an idiot. And, and he just walks over to the, uh, the ticket machine yeah. and just starts cursing at it. Yeah. And it just starts feeding tickets. He's like, thank you. I'll use this as my toilet paper. Oh, that, yeah, that's my favorite scene right there. <laughs> so, and I love when he laughs at him about the seashells and he gives him that deaf look and he's like, oh, he just puts his head down. Yeah. So good. Um, man, and it's funny, the, these people have all worked together again. Like, I think Benjamin Bratt and Sandra Bullock were in the net yes. together. And then, and of course, Rob the Schneider next... showed up in Judge Dredd. Correct. Which, it's like this movie spawned off a bunch <laughs> of mini spinoffs in, in, a, in weird universes, if you will. And it's just, you never got that sequel of Stallone and Snipes back together again. And, and you know, Wesley Snipes is one of the greatest things in Expendables 3, and it's just too bad that nobody gave a crap about that film. If he would have been in part two, because everybody loved part two, that would have just taken that <laughs> well, movie. Well, there was a problem with him level. making it into part two is he was in well, prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we lost it, we lost a lot of great Wesley Snipes years. It's I'm, it's crazy to think he's Blade too, because he doesn't talk. And you're used to Wesley Snipes just tearing up the screen with his you right. know his charisma it's like watching well it's i mean i did get that with the rock and faster he says like i think f- five lines of dialogue the whole film so that's really the rock's version of blade but it's just it's not it's weird to see somebody who's so charismatic not speak and when you get that in blade it's kind of like wow one of the, this is the same guy one of the things i love about this movie too is and it's very heavily weighted towards wesley is the fights the fights look legit like the you know because he is an accomplished martial yeah. artist and right. so the everything he does looks legit you know and you read the like trivia about it like yeah they actually had to have him slow down because he was too fast for the camera it didn't look real <laughs> right like, hey, Wesley take it down like twenty percent you know but he you know, the way he just kind of dispatches guys like there's that one of the first scenes 
after his murder, death, kill um, to break out. And he's sitting there using the, I don't know, the the pay phone type, the future yeah. pay phone, whatever, you know? Yeah, like the ATM yeah. thing kind of. And yeah. it's interesting because, you know, like he, when he unfreezes, he, like in the time in cryostasis, like he picked up the skills of being a super hacker. Like without knowing, it was just you know put into him. So he comes out and he's like, "Hey, whoa, wow, look what I'm doing!" And six cops come around and and I love when they're like, "Okay, you know this is our first murder death kill since 2010." Like, all right, here we go. We're gonna take this guy down. He's like, "All right, approach him aggressively." He's <laughs> like, "Sir, please get on the ground." And 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 the way he just throws these people around, like that looks legit. And it's a it's a it's a wide shot. You can tell it's Wesley. Yeah. It's not stunt double. It's not quick cuts. It's just, yeah, go out through, just throw these guys around. And I love it. I think he's he's great. And so when he and Stallone get into a little physicality in the movie, I think it looks really good. It does. And I can't help but notice some of those jabs. I'm like, that's a Rocky punch, man. Sure. It's, you know, and I know it's. <laughs> Stallone comes out with the ability to knit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just came out. I knitted you a sweater. Now, speaking of uh, Taco Bell, so did you, I don't know if you've only seen one version of this, but I've actually seen two versions where Taco Bell is replaced with McDonald's. Uh, I've seen the Pizza Hut version. Oh, is that what it is? It's Pizza Pizza Hut. Hut. Yeah. And and you could see the uh the ADR of Taco Bell with Pizza Hut mm-hmm. and then the and then the Taco Bell is like blurred out mm-hmm. when they show those scenes what happened in that situation i totally forgot uh from what i remember i think it was be- that was like the international release uh because Taco Bell is not a thing outside of the US oh okay but That's pizza hut is i don't know maybe pizza hut's more more known than taco yeah. bell yeah yeah, you're you're probably right, and I'll I'll tell you, man, I was I was kicking it at Taco Bell as much as I could to get those Demolition Man cups <laughs> and I posters. Yeah, man, I wish I still had them. I think they got messed up in a flood or something. I had, but man, if only I could get my hands on some of that merchandise from Taco Bell, that was fantastic. So <laughs> good. You know, Dennis Leary, man. You know, he has he does this thing that is Dennis Leary, which is he just goes off on a tangent and he talks really fast. Yeah. That's classic Dennis Leary. Yeah. And he's really toned down in this film, which is pretty weird. He does get the one rant though about, uh, about what's his name? Cousteau or whatever. Uh, when he's underneath and when Stallone and the gang run into him underground and he's like, I'm the kind of guy who wants to sit in a, you know, eat a smoke a cigar in a non-smoking section and eat a big fat cheeseburger, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. It, it felt very much like they're like, okay, he's Dennis. We're gonna give you two minutes. Do whatever say, you want. Yeah, <laughs> say whatever you want. It's good times. And uh, what I did enjoy, like Sandra Bullock, since she's so much in love with the '80s, it was pretty cool to see in her office. You got uh, Batman and Joker, <laughs> and then you got the Lethal Weapon three poster. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. Yeah, when 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 uh, Benjamin Bratt's character comes walking into her, I was just like, geez, is there anything in here that isn't? Uh... Like, what is it? It isn't like barbaric for the past. She's like, yeah, you. <laughs> That's now, pretty cool. So we love Sylvester in this movie. But yes. originally they pitched this to Van Damme and Steven Seagal. So mm. what could you imagine if we were to take Stallone out and put those two in its place? What kind of film would we have had? So I would have to assume that Seagal would be John Spartan. Van Damme would be Simon Phoenix. 
that's the way I would see it going. Yeah. That way. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, not, I love, good. I, I love Van Damme a lot. Right. Uh, the one drawback is the one huge difference is that, um, you know, uh, English is uh, still tough for him. And the best part of Simon Phoenix is his rap. And so if you take away the ability to talk the way Wesley does in this movie. Right. It takes a huge chunk of that character out. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. And uh, Seagal is just not a good actor. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect the way it is. I mean, like I said, it, if this movie was the same as it is with Stallone, everything is the way it is, but it's not Snipes in that role. You got somebody else. It would take a huge blow. I really do. I mean, Snipes just he brings the best out of uh, Stallone. He he just tears up the scenery, his martial arts. I mean, he is the the shining star in this film. Well, not only and, that, I mean, the look of him. I mean, he inspired Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman did not look like the Dennis Rodman that we remember from his days with the Bulls before this oh, yeah. movie. He had black hair. He was out there just rebounding, blah, blah, blah. This movie came out, and three months later, Dennis Rodman has bleached blonde hair. And then <laughs> and then it just went crazy after that, right? You know, it's true. Every other color. But it started with him being inspired by Wesley Snipes' Simon Phoenix look. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't get that. I don't think he's going to try and look like uh, Steven Seagal or whoever, you know, whatever. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I like how the guy from Beetlejuice yeah. um, is in this, and I think he looks exactly like he does in Beetlejuice, too. Yeah, it looks like he just stepped off set. I mean, he's still wearing the same kimono. Like, yeah. Just keep the what same hair and the same kimono and come on over here. What was that guy's name? Oh, gosh. I can't gosh. remember. He's Bob in this movie, right? Bob. Oh, Associate Bob. Yeah. So Glenn, yeah, Glenn uh, Sedix. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He's, he's there's a lot fantastic. of a lot of kimonos in the future, from what I can tell. A lot of people wearing robes and kimonos. <laughs> and our boy Jesse Ventura, who <laughs> what? made a movie with Stallone and made a movie with Schwarzenegger. But Good poor times. poor Jesse Ventura. I forget he's in this movie every time until the credits start, and it's like Jesse Ventura is like the fifteenth name. Yeah. I'm like, Jesse, and I'm, oh, that's right. He's just random thug number two kind of at the end of the movie. Well, he's the one that gets to pull the trigger on the man in charge. Yeah. You know? He's but like, I mean, kill this mother effer. But I mean, he's kind of just a guy. Yeah. He's just a thug. Yeah. Could yeah. use a little more Jesse Ventura. Careful, our, our podcast might get shut down if we keep talking about him, though. Oh, I hope not. Hey, I love Jesse, man. <laughs> Technical difficulties. We we kept talking about how much we love him in Predator, man. I ain't got no time to bleed. <laughs> oh man, I love that guy. It's good time. He's good. You know, I in uh what do you think about the uh, uh the music in this future where you're like, "Oh man, the the most popular station uh they play mini tunes." Could you handle a life where that's what you listen to all day long is is old uh advertising jingles on a nonstop loop? Dude, I hate them now. <laughs> I mean, I, I that's why we have DVR, so we can fast forward that crap. I mean, let's put it this way. If the channel was the Sunday, the Saturday morning cartoons, Turtles, yeah. Thundercats, you know, Inspector Gadget, all those theme songs, hell yeah, I'd be down for that. Who who doesn't want to sing Transformers and, and all that other stuff? That'd be fantastic, but not commercials. That's all That's all they listen to in the future, man. Just be careful. It's right around the corner. We're 11 uh. years away. 10, 12 years away from that yeah. being all we're allowed to listen to. 
So, um, is there anything in this movie that you, I, I know you kind of talked about the, you know, the timeline, <laughs> the timeline. Is there anything that really bugs you or anything, or, or is it just kind of like, man, I just have, I just throw it on and I have a good time, you know, like <laughs> even for me with the whole swearing thing, it's like, I, I'm not going to let that kill my score at all. It's just something that I noticed. Do you have anything like that for this movie? No, I do think that the first half of the movie is way better than the second half of the movie. I think that everything setting up this movie and setting up the characters and getting to know Sandra Bullock's character, I think she's just incredibly interesting in this movie. Yeah. And her dynamic with, with John Spartan and everything like that, I think is great. Um, right around sometime after the awkward sex scene between her and John Spartan, <laughs> I think the movie gets a little, uh, it just gets a little wonky. I think part of it is it just kind of starts to fall into like very familiar tropes of action, you know, early nineties action movie, you know, and it, it feels a little bit like borrowing from Terminator two. Like we've always got to end, I guess where it's somewhere where there's someone's going to get frozen, you know, like there's, it's we well, got to end in a huge factory where something's going to happen. But like the first half I think is great, especially when, when Simon Phoenix is trying to find weapons, right. And he goes to the museum. I think that's really interesting. Um, and I, I still, I love the movie. I do think that like the first, uh, you know, hour and 10 is better than the rest of it. Do you think it's the, do you think it's because of the middle section of dealing with the, um, you're finding out who's really pulling, you know, Edgar friendly, yeah. I mean, not Edgar friendly, but, um, the guy pulling, pulling the strings, mm -hmm. you know, like the investigation and, you know, finding out like, well, why did you come out program this way? Do you think it, maybe it just slows things it down does. because it's not as action packed as it was in the beginning. Is that maybe what you think it is? Yeah, it could be. I do think that's right around the time where it just kind of, it just kind of bogs down for a little, for a little bit, but I do love when they go underground and, yeah. and John Spartan's like, oh, here we go. I'm going to get a burger and a beer. And she's like, where do you, you see any cows around here? He's like, what is it? He's like, it's rat, rat burger, huh? It's pretty good. Yeah. I think, you know what, from the, from the under, I think you're right. So the first half, um, up until you have the, um, the Taco Bell scene, which uh. I think the Taco Bell scene is fantastic because you get the dramatic scene of, yeah, well, you know, you, I saw my wife just banging on there, you know, and I thought you weren't supposed to be able to, to know what was going on. Mm. I thought that scene was the, the only dramatic scene really of the film. But I think it's the, I think a good maybe 11 to 12 minutes. And this is a short film. I mean, it's less than two hours. I think for like a good 15 minutes, you have that in-between middle crap of uh, yeah. the, the main bad guys. And he's dropping the, he's dropping the mini disc in and looking yeah. at surveillance footage. Like, all right, I, I understand we have to do this to try and flesh out some sort of plot, but. Right, exactly. But then when you get to the underground to the end, it's balls to the wall. So. Really, you have like the first half up until the Taco Bell scene where it's just nonstop craziness. And then you have 15 minutes of slowness and then it gets back up again. So in, in the 15 minutes isn't bad. And you technically really couldn't cut it out because you wouldn't really know why <laughs> it things make were no happening. Sense, yeah. <laughs> but that's probably where the weakness would be of the film. But I don't think it would be enough to. Oh, it doesn't. It, yeah. I mean, I. It does not affect how much I love this movie. Right. This movie yeah. is just, you know, I've watched this movie a lot, especially over the last couple of years as we 
false start on doing this movie. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch it, and then we don't do anything. I'm I like, know. All right, I'm gonna watch it again. Um, I, I, man, it's just it's so much fun, and it it does feel. I don't know, maybe because of where I was in life in 1993 when this came out, or what it, whatever it is. Um, it does feel very nostalgic to me. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of that time and I, I don't know. I just, I enjoy that. And I enjoy this era of Stallone. Like I was huge into what he was doing from like 89 to about like 95, 96. Like I was yeah. having fun, even though movies like the specialist or all, you know, whatever are, aren't great. I love them. I have fun with them. And um, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's a fun movie, man, from top to bottom. One of the things, one of the other things I love is the soundtrack to this movie. I've never really noticed until the last couple times I watched it, some little subtle things that I enjoyed. Like, um, when, when Simon Phoenix is that scene I was talking about earlier where he's fighting, he's make, making first contact with those six police officers that are going to arrest him. Right. And he's fighting these guys and there's like this like record scratch uh soundtrack in the background as he's fighting these guys. Huh. I never noticed it before. And then you just hear like the record scratch kind of going in the background. I was like, oh I kinda like that. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because really the only song I could think of is the final credit song with Sting. Yeah. Um, right. Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you're right. I mean the I guess a score is good when when it's it's not hindering the film, you know, because there's sometimes where you're like, man, that score is bad. That's taking me out of the scene or whatever. So uh, I think that's the next time I watch it, which wouldn't be very far from now. I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, yeah, this is the time frame for me, man. We're like over the top, you know, still in my top five favorite Stallone films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that movie still holds up. And that's easily I think that's Tabby's number one Stallone movie is over the top. I mean, mm-hmm. we could watch that any day of the week. And it's like that. I mean, the soundtrack rocks. Everything rocks. It's so much heart. So good. You know, it's just it's the perfect form. I love those movies. They're the perfect formula of. You're using a certain thing to tell a story like, you know, uh, Karate Kid isn't about karate. It's about Daniel and Mr. Miyagi over the top isn't about arm wrestling. It's about Sly and his son, you know, and Rocky isn't about boxing. It's about Rocky and Adrian and, and all all that stuff. That's what I enjoy are those kind of movies where you use something as a tentpole to tell the real story. You know what right. I'm saying? Yep. So is that's this, uh, is this Sandra Bullock's best movie? Hmm. I'm just kidding. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love her in speed. I really do. Um, She's super fun. The net is very dated, especially with me being an IT tech. (laughs) Um, It's fun. Um, You know, she was in Two If I See, one of my underrated uh, favorite guilty pleasures with Mr. Dennis Leary. Another tie-in. I'll tell you what her best movie is, hands down. What's that? The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, get out of here. Hands down. I have to unplug my microphone now. <laughs> you don't like that movie, no, dude? I do not. Are you serious? I don't like it. She's such a bitch in that movie, man. I'll tell you she's, what my favorite movie. She's so good. Uh, Sandra Bullock is like one of my favorite actresses. I think she's like so cool. And That's Fonda's number one actress. I've had a crush Sandra on her Bullock. since 1993, so that helps too. But um, uh, to, to kind of reveal like uh, my taste in movies, my favorite movie she's in is While You Were Sleeping. I think it's one of the great rom-coms oh. ever. Yeah, that's a good one. Falls in love with a guy who's in a coma. What, what, yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, so good. Um, man, there there's so much greatness in this movie. I mean, just from so many great lines of like, uh, man, um, man, I, I wrote them all down, and I'm just like, they're all over the place because it's just <laughs> they're so good. Uh, I love when Simon Phoenix is uh, breaking into the armory to get all these weapons. And first off, I love that the museum has like live ammunition. Yeah. Like they're just picking up bullets left and right and shotgun shells, putting them in. Like, wait a minute. It's a museum. But I love when he's like, wait a minute. This is the future. Where's the photons or whatever? Where's the phasers? And he gets the gun, like the last manufactured gun. And, uh, and it says, you know, he's trying to figure out how to use these. Like, this thing need batteries? What is this? Like, <laughs> it takes several minutes to uh, activate. He's like, I ain't got time for that. I just, I love everything about that. And like, like I said, like there's no one else in the scene. It's not like he's talking trash to someone else. Right. Or to impress anyone else. He's all by himself. He's just talking trash to mannequins. Of course, we get the, you know, he steals something off a mannequin. He's like, I'm going to take that thing, Rambo. You know, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that was for the crowd. Like, hey, yeah, he's talking to Rambo. Yeah, like at the end where uh, where Spartan's being picked up uh, by the you know by the crane, he's like, nothing like being attached to the long arm of the law, huh? You know, <laughs> it's, he's got such, and you want to know if they're improvised or not because they're just so off the cuff, and there's something that Snipes would totally do. You know, like white men can't jump. I swear that entire movie is is improv because. <laughs> He's so fantastic. Yeah, he but just right. never stops. It's just total extension of that character. Uh, you know, it it takes hard goddamn work to for <laughs> day. So, do you think Demolition Man? Do we, what would you think if we get done recording? We go online and we see, hey, they're announced they're making a Demolition Man reboot because that's uh, everything that happens today, right? Yeah, everything's getting rebooted. You want to get a reboot? You want you want to see uh, Chris Hemsworth in this movie with uh, I don't know whoever? I mean, would you want that? No, no. Um, because there's no way you could recapture the magic of this movie. It's just it's just the per everything fell perfectly into place, and the like you said, all the actors in this movie. Where you didn't get too much of Rob Schneider, you didn't get too much of Sandra Bullock, you didn't get too much of you know. There was no person that I could point out like I hate that character mm-hmm. or I hate this person. It was right. just the perfect balance. Everything was Salai was the perfect amount of the straight guy, but what didn't mind making jokes, especially Sandra Bullock. Always like you could take this job and shovel it. You know, mm-hmm. she was the perfect yin. They were the perfect yin and yang, and I don't know. Who you could get to do, especially Snipes. I mean, that guy's charisma is is insanity. So, and and to have somebody who can who can make jokes like him, who can fight like him, you know, I love The Rock and all, but you know, he's no Wesley Snipes. So, I don't know, man. That, that's a that's a good one. You know, the, I wanted. Go ahead. Go. No, go ahead. The, the other thing that I like about this movie, you just kind of, I don't know, something you said made me think about that was, I like that they didn't force the love story in this movie yeah you know it was a it was a kind of in and out thing but they didn't like really hammer it through with this movie i kind i kind of like that and that's kind of like what sandra bullock was best at at this time like even in speed like the love story isn't brought in until the final 10 minutes yeah. of the movie the final shot of the film is yeah. essentially yeah that that's it right there 
Um, you're you're right because usually they would push that, and you know, you like you said, you get the stupid sex thing, which was more comedy yeah. than anything, right? You know, it was just to make, you know, to make John Spartan feel awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I like when he when he smells his breath. That's fantastic. <laughs> He's like, That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. Um, Sandra Bullock really shines when she's do- when she says the the lines wrong. That's yeah. when she really shines because she thinks she's saying them right, and she has such conviction when she says it. That's what makes it so well, fantastic. She's an underrated comedic actress. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's fantastic. You know what? Let all right. I I gotta know what is the best Sandra Bullock movie because you know what. I'm gonna pull it up here because the proposal. I just said that because I just watched that recently, and it's I mean, I love in her head. in Miss Congeniality with Bre- with Benjamin <sighs> Bratt. So yeah, so good, dude. All right, so this is gonna turn Sandra Bullock po- podcast. All, All right, right, let's do it. So Love Potion number nine, fantastic. Love her in that. Yeah. Uh, dem- we got Demolition Fire on the Amazon was the same year as Demolition Man. I thought that was her first movie. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That's. The- that's terrible. So Speed was 94. Yep. Um, while You Were Sleeping. It is. Ooh, she's fantastic in that Tell movie. You, I love that movie. Yeah. The Net, uh, Two If By Sea, like you just said, ooh. A Time to Kill. That's a great one there. Oh, man. Uh, Speed 2. Not no. good. What? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Don't tell me you love this movie. What, Speed 2? Yes. Uh, can I have it on my guilty pleasure? When you list? said, you know, I knew where it was going right away. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in the theater and I had an absolute blast with Speed 2. I really did. Um that was in my in my phase of every movie I watch is good. I love so, it. So yeah. Practical Magic Fonda loves that movie. Yeah, so does my wife. Uh, Hope Floats. Mm-hmm. Um Force of Nature. That's the Ben Affleck movie, Ooh. if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, Twenty Miss Congeniality, num- Murder by Numbers. Oh, that is a really great one. Um, Divine Secrets, yeah, Sisterhood, never saw that one. Two Weeks Notice, which one's that one? Don't know. Lover Boy, Crash, The Lake House with Keanu. That was Keanu. really good. That was fun. Um, Premonition. Oh, Premonition. You know what? That movie. That's the one where she sees, uh, she sees her husband's death before it happens. Mm. And yeah, that's a crazy movie. Premonition. Oh. That one's good. Gravity. Most people would probably say Gravity because didn't she win an uh, Academy for that No, she one? won the Academy Award for The Blind Side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Blind Side. Yep, the Heat. Oh, you know what? The Heat. I give it to that that's one. A lot that's a my. F- that's my favorite one. I love The Heat. She's so great in that one. Um, Minions, Ocean's 8, Bird Box. She's I, good I, in Bird Box. I skip Bird Box. She's so. good in Bird Box. You know what? I'd go with my top ones would definitely be The Heat, uh, Proposal, um, Premonition, Lake. Man, so many. She's she doesn't well. know how to make a. She doesn't know how to be a bad actress. She's period. done well for herself. Man, yeah, she's made a crap ton of movies too. Yeah, she's very good. What she got coming out? She's got anything coming out this year? No. She has an untitled Nora <laughs> Flinched project. Yeah. Yeah, so filming it right now, and she's the producer. Right, so, then. give me the heat sequel because you know that yeah. was that was fun. Um, you know, Tango and Cash was a sequel we never got, and I don't want it now. So, you might get it. <laughs> Stallone loves way- remaking his movie. He loves making sequels twenty years later. Yeah, you never know. So 
Um, the next journey I'm taking is the Rocky series, you know, because uh-huh. Tabby's never seen those. And I still to this day haven't seen Creed one or two. So God, those would be come on. those those would be new ones for me. Good. So I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Yeah, I'm excited. So but um I guess kind of wrapping up a little bit here. Uh this movie is is just it's so much fun. It's a movie that doesn't take itself seriously, but it has so much just charisma. The action is fantastic. Um, you know, it's all practical. You know, I don't even think CGI was really a big thing at this point in the game. Well, and, uh, I mean, T2 was a couple years before this, wasn't it? A year before this? Well, but I mean, this wasn't a CG heavy film. No, it know? wasn't. Yeah. It, they really were all about practical effects. I love the poster. The poster is just sharp, man. That's a yeah. that poster is one of those where you looked at the box and you rented this movie, man. Well, yeah, you just I mean, put the put the stars on the front. Yeah, easy. The, really easy. The twenty first century's most dangerous cop. The twenty first century's most ruthless criminal. Demolition man. So good. I think that I think I, the new tagline for for this show should be send a maniac to podcast with a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> good times. Um, man, anything else you want to say about this, man? Because I feel like we didn't like do what we normally do, which is like go from beginning, you know, go through. Come on, everybody knows scene. about Demolition Man. You everybody free some knows. guys, you unthaw some guys. Yeah, you let I mean, chaos every- happen in the future. Everybody knows this movie. It's just, it's, and it's funny. I think even if you weren't a fan of Stallone or Snipes, you'd still enjoy this movie. Which do you prefer? So, um, this or Judge Dredd? You got a feeling on Judge this. Dredd? Yeah I, yeah, I saw Judge Dredd because it was one of those I watched for classic movies Masoonis hadn't seen. And I enjoyed it for what it was, but yeah, it, it doesn't hold a candle to Demolition Man. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, now, let's talk about Stallone's sci-fi films. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me about them. Well, he didn't make a lot. I no, guess. I, I was gonna say I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say he he did this. Judge, yeah. So I guess he didn't really do a lot. So yeah, this would definitely be the best. So let's let's do like a top ten Stallone, you know, films, okay. right? And uh, where would Demolition Man fit in that top ten? For me, so I'm. I, this I'm, is your I'm, boy now. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna take him like out movies that he starred in, not movies that he like just kind of appeared in, right? Yeah. You know, he's in like Guardians two and all that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stallone movies. I think this is like my number four. Like I love. Uh, I love First Blood. I think that's my favorite Stallone movie. Great pick. Um, I love Rocky Four. I, I yes. know people crap on it. No, I love no. it. That um, that's that. Uh, that movie has got us a lot of STL fans, man, because of that episode. Uh, people were just, just Rocky Four review. Boom. These guys nailed it. Joined the group. All that good stuff. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I-, I love the first Rocky uh, for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's this one. And then I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I discovered a Rock- uh, Stallone movie that I had never seen before in my life. But a week ago, I stumbled across <laughs> it. And... I love it. I've watched it twice now. And I, maybe it's just because it's like discovering some, like, you know, it's like new content, new old content to me. But, yeah. Um, this movie he did in 1981 called Nighthawks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him yeah. and Billy D. Williams. And 
I'd never seen it. I've seen it like on his IMDb, but I was like, yeah, whatever. Cool cover. He's yeah. got that. Yeah. But I, it's on Netflix and I was homesick and I'm scrolling through just looking at movies, blah, blah. I'm like, Nighthawks, huh? Huh. Oh, my Stallone and Billy D. Williams. Oh, I'll click on it, whatever. And it's two cops. It's you're kind of your classic late 70s, early 80s cop drama in New York. Two, you know, cops who kind of do things their own way. They're undercover cops, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the chief is always wanting their badge, you know, the, the usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a terrorist played by Rutger Hauer, who's like bombing everywhere in New York City, killing tons of people. And these two are are grabbed and joined on this like international task force to try and take him down, whatever. Uh, but Stallone is like actually acting in this. Like this is, nice. you know, still, this is like right off of Rocky. He's like really trying to act. And uh, I loved it. I, I've watched it twice now in like the last week and I'm, I'm all on it. So that's in my, that's in my top five, probably right underneath Demolition Man. Sweet. Uh, I'd probably go number one, Tango and Cash. Number two would be Demolition Man. Number three would be Lockup. That movie messed me up. <laughs> it is so good. Um, First Blood, Rocky, yeah, Rocky Four. You say Rocky That's, Five. I'm coming through this mic. I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I love Rocky Five, but yeah, it's not the. It's not in the top of the Rockies. How about something um, like Cliffhanger? You ever watch Cliffhanger? Yeah, uh, I can't I remember. Watch that. It'd be like a brand new movie. Yeah, so, I think so. I remember like the the opening scene. Yeah. So okay. So um, no, a uh, change. Okay. Number one. <laughs> no, number one would be Tango and Cash. Okay. Number two would be um, you know what? I'm gonna put over the top number two because okay. it. My heart just. I I have so much emo. You know, emo. Um, emotionally, the more emotionally invested I am in a film, it gets the higher on my list. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know. So, number one would be Tango and Cash because that movie is just badass, super fun. Number two would be Over the Top because every time you hear that damn song, I gotta watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, number three would be Demolition Man. Four would be um, Rocky Four, and then five would be First Blood. I and do like then, like those expend those first two expendables will always be in there so with me. So good, yeah. And so the, would the, Creed, man. Watch Creed. Yeah, and then yeah, and then number six would easily be like uh, you know Expendables two. Expendables yeah. two is the best of the. Trilogy, I think so too, hands down. Yeah, I watch Expendables two at least once a month because it's always on uh, MGM. And it's just not always on Saturdays. It's so um, much fun. So good. Rocky, you know, Rambo 4 is the, the most body count ever. That movie's so much fun. Uh, him killing for a bunch of Christians is just a good time. I love that. Yeah, so, that's a good one. Um, you know, I love the story behind Stop or My Mom Would Shoot because Arnold knew it was going to be a train wreck and he gave it, you know, and it, it, that movie's terrible, of course. So it is. I never movies I wanted to see of his that I never got around to was Driven, Get Carter, Copland. Um, Copland's really good. Yeah, I'll say that you named two. I was just about to say like, what's your least favorite Stallone movie? And you named two of my least favorite Stallone movies, though. Driven Stop. and Get Carter are near the top of my least favorite Stallone films. Okay, I'll pass. I, right. I really, really dislike Driven. Yeah, but I thought Bullet to the Head was worse, though. Yeah, that's not a good movie. 
I've never seen that in the theater and being so disappointed. Hey, don't forget, Escape Plan 2 sucks, so. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, it is. That, escape that, Plan 1's fantastic. Escape, they're making another Escape Plan 2. They're making a third one. That's They already uh, did, dude. It's 2019. It's a, a Tractors. It's already out. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's okay. So one's got a movie coming out this year called Samaritan. Oh, a young nice. boy learns that a superhero who was thought to have gone missing after an epic battle 20 years ago may in fact still be around. Ooh, still All right. an aging superhero. So let's let's rank our Wesley Snipes. This is this is fun. I like this. <laughs> let's do it. Good time. <laughs> Coming to America 2 is my number one. Nice. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So man, Wesley Snipes, easily number one. Oh man, it's it's either Passenger 57 or White Man Can't Jump. I probably would go with number one would be White Man Can't Jump. Number two would be Demolition Man. Three, Passenger 57. Four would be Blade 2. <laughs> Damn. All the Blade movies are there. I love them all. So even Trinity. So everybody hates that one, but I love that one. Damn. It's tough. Okay, so Wildcats was his first movie with Goldie Hawn. Super fun. Um, he made Critical Condition, the Ambulance, Major League. Okay, there you go. I love him in Major League. He's so freaking fantastic. Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes. Okay, so now I got to change my top. Okay. <laughs> so White Man Can't Jump. Don't screw up. This is, we, we're, I'm putting this, I'm putting it in stone. Okay. You can't change it. Okay. So White Man <laughs> Can't Jump, number one. Huh? Number two would be Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. Three would be Major League. All right. Four would be Blade. I don't care. Pick one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably the first Blade, I guess, because he hadn't ever seen him like that, and mm-hmm. it was just so good. Um, and then, man, he kills it in Expendables three, but that movie sucks. Man. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, I haven't seen Dolomite is my name either. I probably that would probably get up there. He's really good. That whole that movie's really good. Um, you know what? The one with uh, uh Sean Connery is freaking awesome. Uh, what, Boiling Point. What the hell is that movie called? Oh, Rising Sun. Yeah, oh, that's a he's, that's a trippy movie. That is a jacked up movie, dude. So good. So yeah, man. I gotta go with I gotta go with yeah. I'll go. White Man Can't <laughs> Jump. Demolition Man. Uh, Major League, Passenger 57, Blade. There you go. Nice. Those are my top five. What, right. what about you, son? Uh, my number one would be New Jack City. That's Ooh. like where I first really was introduced to Wesley Snipes as something Best other villain than too. Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah. 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 He's a great villain in that one. Um, and then I would have ooh, White Man Can't Jump. Yes. And then Demolition Man. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> Gets tough, man. It does. It's harder to rank these than to review the movie. It does. I guess I would put Blade at four, and then I think I would go with the Fan at five. Fan. I haven't seen that one. That's a good one. Him and Robert De Niro. De Niro plays. He, uh, it's kind of funny because he kind of comes back to his major league roots. He's a baseball player, um, and uh, Robert De Niro is an obsessed stalker fan who blames. Uh, Wesley Snipes' character for the woes of the San Francisco Giants, basically. And oh, okay. uh, he starts stalking him and uh, tries to kill him. And 
You know, I didn't know he was in the Fugitive sequel because he didn't have the mustache and he didn't look like himself. It's U.S. Marshals, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's, he does not look like Wesley Snipes because he doesn't have the mustache. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's good. I like, I'd like to see Wesley, you know, with, with Dolomite is my name. He was really good in that. And I'm really excited that, you know, I think I, we talked about this on the last episode. I'm excited that him and Eddie. Yeah. Seem to be making their comebacks. And I want more of that. And he's got a new heist film coming out, Cutthroat City. All right. It's coming out this year. Um, it's got uh, T.I., T. Terrence Howard, Ethan Hawke, um, Demetrius Ship Jr. Ah, the so, RZA is directing it. Yeah. Wow. RZA's a pretty good director, actually. Ooh. I like him. Yeah. It looks like a good old gangster flick. So. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, and of course, coming to America too. Yeah. And that's real creative how they did that. Just <laughs> coming to America with the it two just, in the middle. It just makes it harder when you're trying to, when you say it. You know, okay. With I'm going to say this right before any trailer hits or anything like that. If coming to America is a B plus the sequel, mm-hmm. it will be in my eyes a 100% success because there's no way in hell this should movie will be work. as good as the first one. It should not work. It's the greatest comedy ever. It's an A plus plus plus. So if part two can be a B plus, that to me will be truly successful film. So I agree. We we were on a recent episode of uh, Real Reviews. We were doing our most anticipated movies of the year, and I said like I don't like to put sequels and reboots and stuff on my list. I like I'm excited for new content. But Coming to America was the one sequel that made my list. And it came in number ten because I'm like I am cautiously optimistic. Like I yeah. uh, knowing nothing, basically based off Eddie having one good movie in the last fifteen years, you know, or whatever, yeah. like. Just in recent, like, good, good comedy, and I'm excited for everything, but there's a very real chance it could all blow up, and so I can't yeah. be too excited for it, because there's no way it could live up to being the first one. Yeah, I, I'm like in the in those uh, vampire films where the dude has the cross up with his fingers. Yeah. You know, like, that's me, like, at the movie, like, oh, I'm going to keep my distance, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm so I'm nervous. hoping everything's all right, but I'm ready yeah. if it's not. Right. <laughs> so I guess final rating, sir. I'm gonna let you go first because I'm really curious to see what uh, what you're ranking for Demolition Man, sir. Man, you know with these movies, it's always yeah. it's always tough. But Demolition Man is a true treasure of the '90s. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, I mean, my score is always uh, different than like. <laughs> My uh, quote unquote uh, critic score, but, right, right, right. But my yeah, enjoyment critically, score, critically, it sucks. But well, it's... okay, so I'm actually I was kind of stalling for a second because I'm actually looking on my Letterbox app to see what I gave this as like my official score. Okay, um, awesome. like my quote unquote uh, snarky critic score, and I gave it right, a three right. and a half on that, which means it's a five for the fun factor. <laughs> nice, but we're doing the the A plus through the F minus. So it's an uh, A plus. I highly recommend it. The, this nice. thing. It's like, do you recommend it? Absolutely. Yes. To anyone, see yes. it. If you haven't seen it in a while, see it. If you have never seen it, you bet you have to see it. First off, if you haven't seen it, you shouldn't have listened this long into this podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, let's let's face it. This movie <laughs> was is not deep to change the world. It just was made to just put two guys together and and they made magic. And that's what this movie is. And it is launched magic. the career of Sandra Bullock. Without this, she'd be nothing. 
Correct. No one so, would ever have gone and seen Speed if it wasn't for this movie. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And with this movie being as high on my list, obviously I'd have to give it an A plus as well, just because it is just so much fun. Um, you know, and if my nitpick of this movie is this is the swearing jar, mm-hmm. if you will, then that that's a pretty good uh, you know, criticism yeah. to have. Yep. So so I'm good. So uh sir, we don't have any emails. You so that's that's okay. Savages. <laughs> We gave you four years to email in about this. <laughs> you know what? We probably do. Oh my god! How did you said dig that? Back years. Holy! Oh my god, dude! <laughs> like I don't know. I emailed. I emailed in in June of 2016 about this movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's I. I Lisa the Legend e- emailed in on this one, dude. Uh-huh. I, I'm sure people did. Holy crap! John, John the Mailman would have emailed on this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. Oh. I, I have no idea where the hell it is. They're talking about um, like, man, I love uh, I love Demolition Man. Also, I'm very excited for this first new Star Wars movie we've gotten in years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> to blow the dust uh, let, off some emails. <laughs> all right, so let's let's do this. So, uh, um, we we're on the road to 200 guys. Oh, uh, with this episode posted, we're two away from 200, and mm. we did a vote. And the uh, the top five movies that won the vote, uh, number one, of course, was uh, Demolition Man. There you go. Okay, and 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 that's the movie you got now. Okay, number two was Stand by Me. Yeah. Now, Stand by Me has been on the list almost as long as Demolition Man. Yeah. So the the best thing to do is to save that for the for the two hundredth episode mm-hmm. because that is a film that is beloved by many people and some of the STL. It's their favorite movie of all time. And you know what? I, I can't think, wait to trash that movie. I think it's a special film that should wait till episode 200. So mm-hmm. the next one that uh, won was uh, at number three was Big, the Ooh. Tom Hanks movie. Yep. And then number four was Hot Tub Time Machine. And number five was 16 Candles. So the reason why we had this vote up is because, you know, my goal is to try to do two a month. Uh, you know, just because last year, I think it was like six episodes. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jameson and I were really, we're trying to get our schedule synced and we're doing a much better job because we got two episodes out this month. We're so. already doing way better. Yeah, way better. Uh, so um, the next episode, not sure what that is, but for sure the 200 is going to be Stand By Me. So mm-hmm. look, I'm looking forward to that. So um, and then as a special bonus today, you're going to get a new Underground Hour episode. So Ooh. because of Rocky Four and uh, No Easy Way Out came on my iPod, <laughs> I had to watch it. So I did a theme of of the top movie songs that when you hear them, you got to go watch the movie. Nice. So that's that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, that'll be released the same time as this episode. So when you get done listening to this, go check out that and see where uh, see where the Rocky Four song, spoiler alert, is on the list. See where that ranks in the top 10. It's so, a good topic. I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. So uh, before we roll into our music spotlight, sir, I think it's time for us to play the new and improved What Movie Am I? Are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's do it. Nobody steps on a church in my town. Okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. I shot him six times. I, I shot him in the heart. That- Calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious. I'm Batman. Nice go. Thanks. All right, sir. So uh, it's 2020. We're gonna call it a wash. I believe you won 
the last time, you know, just total, I think it was like five to four. So we're going to call it a wash. We're going to start fresh in 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm so glad that, you know, I had, uh, you know, people just like, you know, listening to older episodes made me go back and listen. I'm like, oh, I forgot I used to do that. So I'm happy to bring this back because this was so much fun. So here's how we're going to change it up. So because uh, it was kind of confusing before. We are going to make this as hard as possible. So going forward, if Jameson can guess mine, he gets one point. If I can guess Jameson's, I get the one point. There's none of this other crap of like, you know, you got to try to, I don't even remember how we did it, but mm-hmm. it, it, the rules were kind of flaky. And we want to make this as hard and as cryptic as possible. So basically by the end of the year, the person that has the most points is probably like three points. I mean, that's how hard we want to oh, make boy. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to make, and you had super cryptic ones when I was listening back. I'm like, damn, I, I still don't know what this is. And I lived through this. <laughs> he told me the back, answer and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I lived through this episode and I have no idea what the hell it is. So that's how great your cryptic was. That's why I sent you a text ahead of time. I'm like, make this as hard as possible. Right. So, so uh, uh, I'll let you go first and then I'll go and then uh, I'll keep a tally of the points. Okay. And then uh, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll see who the true champion is mm. of what movie am I. So, all right. Looking forward to it. So, you go ahead, sir. Oh, and we still have the, you know, you get the one clue, which mm-hmm. will make it, you know, a little bit easier, but we don't want to make it too obvious. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, right. there you go. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. So, this movie, um, uh, one of the plots of this movie uh, has. Three gentlemen who are trying to infiltrate a house, and uh, to to do so, they send one of the guys in. He manages to infiltrate into the house with a plan uh, that he has to carry out against someone else that is in this house. While he is in there, however, he gets himself inebriated and is incapable of carrying out his plan against his intended target and instead finds himself drunk and buddying up to the target that he was supposed to take out. Meanwhile, his two other cohorts are left outside to uh, wait for him and uh, eventually get bored and leave him behind. Huh? What movie am I? Dude, I was so point break on this until Uh, the whole drunk thing. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. Damn. Ooh, I was like, oh, this is totally point break. This is them breaking in the house and mm-hmm. it's good old red red hot chili pepper shoots himself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Like, I got this. So, yeah. And then you threw the drunk thing in there. Yeah, he gets drunk, man. And uh, he's incapable of carrying out the plan. Now, obviously, the one, the one rule of this game is that the other person had to have seen the film. I'm so. confident that you've seen this. Okay. I'm hoping that you've seen this. Okay. Now, I'll tell you this, it for my money, it is one of the most underrated movies of the 90s. Okay. Now, uh in the in the um event that the person didn't see the film, mm-hmm. how do, how do we want to handle that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can't be you can't be I don't think you can be penalized for not having seen it. Correct. Yeah. So it would just be um I guess we'll see what happens when that happens. We'll but, see. All okay. right. So what's my one clue, sir? Okay. Also, uh, there are many 
plots going on in this movie. It, it features probably five different storylines all going on at the same time, mm. concurrent with this uh, with this one that I told you about. Uh, one of the storylines uh, features um, a stripper dressed up like an angel uh, who uh, is uh, trying to get into a phone booth. Is it Can't Hardly Wait? It is! Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's William great... is trying to get into the party to get back at Mike. Yeah. And he gets it... in and he gets hammered while listening to Love Burger perform. Yeah, and then he does uh, Paradise City. Paradise City, exactly. And that's the kid from Dick Tracy. And so... then the cops come and he ends up going to jail with, with Mike, who he was supposed to try and take out. I just showed this to Tabby like five months ago. That's why it's the... The That's, angel in the phone booth got yeah, it. Yeah, that was it, man. Otherwise, that was great. Holy <laughs> shnikes. Wow. All right. So, well, good. I'm glad you've seen it, by the way. And yeah. do you, I, I think it's really yes. one of the one of the great movies from the 90s that doesn't get talked about. Hands down. And Seth Green kills it trying to be a black guy. Yeah. And uh, I, I love his intro because his intro music is Knight Rider with, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes version, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's I always wait for Seth Green to come up because I know I'm going to hear some Night Rider. That movie so. is chock full of people who would go on to be something too. <sighs> so good, dude! Like background, uh, like some dude's girlfriend. Like oh, girlfriend number three is Jamie Presley. Yep, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love it. I love the movie. Yeah, you got uh, man. There's so many people in that. It's so good. All yeah. right, all right. Here we go. All right. So we got uh, we got two. We got two people that are hanging out and it's nighttime and they're, uh, they're, they're at a campfire. Uh, and they are, um, you know, one is, uh, one is depressed and not feeling, not feeling the, the best in life. And, uh, and the other one is, uh, puts up a, a great wall of making it look like, He's got his life put together, but he's probably worse off than the other guy sitting at the campfire. And uh, the guy who is just kind of uh, giving his life story just says, you know, I'm I'm kind of a loser and I'm just not going to be able to to be able to do uh, what I want my goals to be. And the other person just like, you know, you need to uh, not listen to what those other people are telling you, you know, if, if you got it in your heart, you can go and you can be whatever you want to be. And, uh, and they both just kind of, uh, you know, they kind of come to a understanding of like, you know what, we're in this together and, uh, and we're going to go out on our, on our mission together. And, uh, and that's what they do after this campfire scene. And, uh, what movie am I? Wow. All right, I'm going to need that hint. All right. Um the uh the hint is um the the one that is the most down and out of the two. Um ask the person he's talking to uh what kind of person he is in life if he is a good person or if he is a bad person. And he says that uh, he's a bad person. And the other person, and the person that's asking this 
is just like, you know what? No, no, you're not. You're actually, you're one of the good people in, in life. And that, that puts a smile on their face. Dang. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I was afraid you were going to get this one, man. Uh, I'm are, are you struggling, I'm not, son? I'm afraid I'm not going to get this one. Um, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to just throw a name out. I'm not going to get it. I'm going to say. Rocky three. I just talked about it on the last episode. Oh, come on. (laughs) Peanut butter Falcon, baby. You suck. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Yep. You're one of the good people. I'm a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when he he says that, uh, you know, I have Down syndrome and uh, I I won't be able to, I won't be able to be a wrestler. And that's when Shia LaBeouf is like, you know what? Screw what your coach says. You know, he's like, sure, you're not going to be able to to be the best swimmer, but uh, that's not what your goal in life is. You know, you're not going to be the best driver. Who Mm -hmm. cares? You know, you're you're going to be what you want to be because you got a great heart. And he's like, are you a good guy or a bad guy? He goes, I'm a bad guy. He goes, no, you're a good guy. And that's when they smile and they, they finish their journey together. And uh, yeah. Congratulations, sir. Yeah. I, I so was like, he's totally going to get this. No. No. <laughs> so one mic, zero James. Yep. Mark it down. Woohoo. Good times. <laughs> uh, so do you, do you like the new rules, sir? I like it. All right, cool. I'm always up for a challenge. Good times. All right, so next time, man, I know you're going to get me because you're really going to be like, I'm going to get that bastard. Yeah, I got to double down on this one. (laughs) All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get into our music spotlight. All right, sir. So uh, our music spotlight, this is my favorite song of 2020 so far. And it's only February. We've got some great music that's come out this year. But uh, this song is fantastic because it comes from a band, which is super fun. And uh, I absolutely love this person that they're singing about. I am talking about the new song from Bowling From Soup. It's called Alexa Bliss. And this (laughs) song is super, super fun. So Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is my favorite female wrestler because number one, she's gorgeous. But number two, she is a badass. uh, Just she's very evil, but she's not. She's basically she's the Regina George of WWE. She basically is. She's (laughs) called the goddess and she is holier than now. And it can cheat and nobody sees her do anything. However, lately, she's been a face. And for those of you who don't know, that's a good guy. And in this video, she is exactly that. She's just super fun, loving, just basically it's a weird science music video. They totally make her like weird science. And at the end, it's actually uh, uh, to grease the way it looks at the end. But 
for it, even if you don't like wrestling, it's a super fun song. And in the song, they talk about her heel days of like how the how if somebody if she was making fun of somebody, she'd say "Bless your heart" and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you gotta watch the music video because it's so much fun. It's typical Bowling for Soup because what happened is is her favorite band is Bowling for Soup, and her favorite song is "The Girl All the Bad Guys Want." And they found out about this and didn't even know she was famous. And uh, they got to hang out and they wrote a song about her and she was in the music video. And, you know, for me, if the music video is that much better, it makes the song so much better. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it instantly went to the top of my charts. I love this song. I've listened to it nonstop. And it helps because I love Alexa Bliss. And I hope she stays a face for a while, especially she's fantastic with Nikki Cross, who's kind of off of a rocker. And they make a great tag team because they're just so different. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the face version of Alexa Bliss. And when she was a face in NXT, she had amazing moves that she's not allowed to do because those were face moves. So I'm hoping she's able to bring those back, some of her flips and stuff. That and where has. could one watch this video if one wanted to see it? Uh, if you go to YouTube and just type mm-hmm. in uh, Bowling for Soup, Alexa Bliss. Uh, or go to the I, STL Nation. Yes, I posted it there. So have you seen this music video, sir? When you posted it, I saw it. Did you like it? I do. Cool. I you like it. this song. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So yes, this will uh, easily be, spoiler alert, in my top 10. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you say this at the beginning of the year. <laughs> It's true. And that song <laughs> does end up in my top 10. It's just not as high as they say it's going to be. I love when you declare this is there's this is the number one song. <laughs> Nothing's going to top it. It's January 8th. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And and Jen Ledger, of course, came out with a new song, yeah. which I absolutely love. Uh, it's fantastic. But, you know, this right now is my number one. So right. maybe maybe the more I listen to the new Ledger song, you know, it'll, it'll spoiler get alert, Spoiler alert to next year's episode. This is going to be right? on the list. It's good time. So uh, so that's our episode, guys. We finally, after what, how many years did we? I don't know. I think it started in like 2003. We've been promising it. I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? Happy, uh, happy anniversary to STL, man. Because when, uh, you know, when I posted the uh, year-end episode, it was just three days before the uh, the nine years Pretty cool. of S- STL, man. It's crazy. You know, of course... When you and I got together for Cool as Ice, that was the beginning of of the new and improved and just fantastic. Who knew what was going to happen after that? Uh, dude, I bought Cool as Ice, man. I'm going to be watching it this week. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. It's, it's so, so it's God. it's so terrible. It's the worst movie ever made. I just want to so watch awesome. the middle, just that construction site scene. Yeah, the music video. It's oh God, it's so good. It's so, so bad. <laughs> Drop that zero and get with the hero. Yep, yep. So, dude, um, I wasn't able to see Honey Boy, and uh-huh. I, uh, I just got Amazon Prime just so I could watch that movie. So All right, watch it. I, uh, that will be uh, next episode. I'll give my full review on that because you know, as you you were talking so much about that movie, and after mm-hmm. I watched the trailers, I'm like, oh my god, I've got to see this movie. Yeah. And uh, I've watched, I've watched so much Shia LaBeouf interviews. He's so sharp, man. Just when he tells a story. I get so invested in his he's story. Like very when, misunderstood. Yeah, he, he's just he's he's great to watch. Yeah, he's I fantastic. Agree. All right, so uh, I don't know what our next movie is going to be, sir, because you know it, it'll probably be Big or Hot Tub Time Machine. I guess mm-hmm. we can talk about it now. Which which would you prefer to do? Because Tabby loves both. So let's do. You know done. what? I haven't watched Hot Tub Time Machine since it was in theaters. Let's yes. do that. I'd love to rewatch it. 
Oh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Dude, we watch that at least once every two months. Really? Yeah. It has been forever since I saw it. So I would love to get a chance to rewatch that. Awesome. And, and one of the reasons I watch it so much is because of the Cobra Kai guys. You mm-hmm. know, they they made that movie. So it's just great to see Johnny and uh, and his ex be married in that movie, you know? So sure. That that's what's it, that's super fun to watch that, but man, I forget just how great John Cusack is in that movie, and it, it's so good, dude. I love that movie. So yeah, let's do that. Hot Tub Time Machine, our next film. Uh, feel free to write in for that stlpodcast at gmail dot com. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. Now we've had a lot of people in the past week want to join, but nobody <laughs> answers the questions, and I think they're a bunch of spy. They or are not all spies, a bunch of bots. bots. Yeah. So if you don't answer the questions, you don't get in. Plain and simple. Okay? All you got to do is just it's real simple. How'd you hear about the show? Why do you want to join? Real easy. I see those Not... notifications come through. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do you see the one that says, I want to learn more about the STL information? What yeah. the hell does that mean? And it's the same people say the same thing. I'm like, that's a bot. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. So um, how about you, sir? Why don't you tell the folks uh, when they can hear you next? I assume it'll be flicks. Maybe. I don't know. Jason has been uh, out sick for the past month, I guess. Uh I know we just had a new episode of Real Films Podcast drop today, which Woo-hoo. was me interviewing uh, filmmaker Jason Spencer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. His recent film that came out. But uh, otherwise, you can uh, always watch me and see my beautiful face on Real <laughs> Reviews. I post links to every episode of that every Friday on the STL Nation page. So another yes. reason to be in the STL Nation. Exactly. So this was fun, sir. I'm glad we finally got this done. It's like a thousand too. pounds off my shoulders. It really man. is. It's finally done. We did it. Unless you erase this file as soon as we're done. <laughs> I know. And uh, <laughs> let, let's not promise. I, the, I think the last movie's promise were No Retreat, No Surrender yeah. and uh, Stand By Me. So let's get those two out of the way, too. So Sounds good to me. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, that is it. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed the music spotlight. So we will catch you on the next episode. So you guys have a good one. Take care. Masunasa.
girl be more like Alexa Bliss? Girl, be more like Alexa Bliss.